Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Hi, hello, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Extra Points presented as ever by our pals at Omaha. Hope your sports week is treating you well. Hope those wild card round playoffs in the NFL came out on the right side for you and your rooting and your betting interests. Let's get into it and project ahead to the divisional round. Let's talk about the world of sports, shall we? As we do each week with our pal, the Roastest, with the mostest, it's Sarah Tiana, fresh off a visit to Disneyland. How are you, Tiana? I'm fantastic. I got 20,000 steps in, so I feel good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's always that's always the thing. My wife does the exact same thing. It's funny that you would say that. That that is uh, when she walks in the door. Spoiler alert: sometimes she and the kids, because they get the annual pass, they go down there sometimes without me. That's how much those three. My wife is one of those grown-ups who loves Disneyland. I find it terribly unappealing. How say you? Tina? I think I think when it's just like a couple adults at Disneyland, it gets weird. Like because uh, mm-hmm. I used to be one of those. People oh, and then I yelled. I yelled at a kid once for being too loud <laughs> and for running. And I was like, I just yelled at a kid at Disneyland, you know, like. <laughs> and that's what that was like the moment that I checked myself and I stopped going. But now that I have a child, <laughs> I definitely look down. But remember, on the last episode, I was like on hold for uh, season ticket, season passes. That's right. That's right. Six so- and a half hours to get my season pass, and I got it, and I used it. I like that. I've heard that about, uh, you know, people who have addiction have that same <laughs> have that same have that same powerful moment was so you yelling at a kid yeah, running and being loud at Disneyland. What were the, I, I'm sorry, I will we'll leave it to our guest, but I have to hear the circumstances now. What well, was this kid I, doing? Well, I was waiting in line at the Indiana Jones ride, you know, right. and he kept running and screaming and like bumping into me. And I was like, stop it. Stop running. <laughs> Calm down. You know? And then I was like, oh my God. Like, I mean, I, I just that moment, like, you never even seen Indiana Jones. Like, this ride is really important to me. Because <laughs> it was early when the when the ride had just come out. It's like it's kind of lost its luster now. But like that's when I was like, all right, I probably that's well, that was probably too much. Okay. <laughs> I think we we do have to when football season's over. Let's not do it right now, but let's let's figure out the best rides. Maybe not just at Disney, but I like yeah. You know, let's figure out the best amusement park ride. Let's ha- let's let's dig in on well, the amusement well, park experience. We can discuss because I have a lot of thoughts. Meet well as it happens, so do I. Um, so perfect. That'll be fun. <laughs> in the meantime, let's yeah. talk about these NFL playoffs. And Tiana said, as we go back and forth every week. Who makes sense? A couple of weeks ago, we said, let's get the Sklar brothers. By the way, shout out. They were singing songs about the greatness, the great mind of Sarah Tiana. I was just (laughs) on on Cheap Seats with the Sklar brothers. Be on the lookout Mm -hmm. for that. On Friday, um, in front of the divisional round, but uh, oh, the swooning over the greatness of Sarah Tiana. It's like, why don't you call Sarah Tiana if you you love her so much? Why don't you marry her? The one who yells at little kids at the Dr. Jones ride. Doctor, I'm sorry. I got. I, I got. Who he is? Yeah. A doctor. He's a. He has. Yeah, he has Dr. his doctorate. Doctor Jones. Doctor yeah. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a doctor. Sure. I'll. I'll thank you to call him by his proper name. Mm. Um, <laughs> called the dog Indiana. 
<laughs> Thank you. See, you get it. Do get you know it. about, uh, um, um, do you know, I know we're talking <laughs> about sports, but do you know that George Lucas, and there's a transcript of this entire conversation and I can never remember the producer's name, but there's a powwow in pre-production when they're trying to form the story, trying to figure out what they're going to do. It's Spielberg, it's Lucas, and it's the producer. And like, who is Dr. Indiana Jones? And the the backstory um, with his girlfriend in the movie. And do you know that George Lucas wanted her to be 12 years old? That the no, backstory wasn't they were in love when yes. she was 12. That is, that is 100% true. Yeah. That is 100% true. And Spielberg is pushing back. You read this transcript. It's like, George, we can't have her be a 12-year-old. No, no. He's got to have an edge to him. Like their relationship, Mary, and when you go back and look at the language when they meet in that Tibetan bar, you know, that she runs, I, I hope people have seen it, Raiders of the Lost Ark. But, you know, when they first meet up and she's like, I was a child. And he's like, you knew what you were doing. I was in love. The back and forth, it all kind of works. That like, he took advantage of a child. You know, he would be <laughs> on Epstein's list if if this were another time. That's who George Lucas wanted Indiana Jones to be. And Spielberg saw him and was like, we can't do that with Han Solo. I mean, by the way, they're making this movie in 1981. Like, Han Solo, yes, he is, uh, you know, he's a coxman. We're supposed to feel like he's an ne'er-do-well, but he's not But he's not a pedophile, George. We can't have that. Anyway, let's say hello to our guest and talk about this. <laughs> yes, she's been, like, laughing. We got to talk about it. Yes. Wait, Kiana speak, said we got to have a we, – we have to yeah. – wait, what? <laughs> Be and careful. Speaking of pedophiles, you're yes, right. yeah. no. <laughs> she is not one. I'm proud to say. No, we have yeah. a strict. We have a strict uh, above the board policy here. You gotta if you're gonna practice love, you've got to be 18. Um, the uh, Tiana said though, like let's get Michigan people. When we had Martin Weiss celebrating Michigan's victory, and now we have somebody celebrating the Houston Texans victory. And quite frankly. A little surprised. I didn't know that there were real Houston <laughs> Texans fans walking the planet Earth. But uh -huh. here to disprove that, it's Jenny Johnson. Welcome to the show. How are you? Sorry to have to listen to me talk about uh, Dr. Jones exploits, but how are you? Feeling good? I'm there? good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm decked out my my Texans gear. I'm ready for Saturday. If they don't mm -hmm. win, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> no. How? No, I'm so excited. Like, I cannot tell you the amount of like group texts I'm on with all my H Town friends. Everyone's mm -hmm. just like beside themselves right now. Plus, it's oh, nice yeah. to be able to walk around Los Angeles in my Houston gear because if I wear my Astros <laughs> gear, it doesn't exactly work with mm -hmm. Dodgers fans. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I tweeted but, something over the weekend that I was like, oh, the best uh football NFL team in Texas is in Houston and the best baseball team is in Dallas. And then everyone's like, it's Arlington. Everyone knows they play in Arlington. <laughs> I'm like, Arlington doesn't work for the joke. Do you not understand? Yeah. Like nobody thinks of them as the Arlington Cowboys. Like right. calm down. Like so anyway. Fans I, are, I just yeah. I know. I just I just want to know your thoughts on CJ Stroud and like we haven't really talked about when they drafted him and like, what, what were you expecting? And D'Amico Ryan's and like, what, yeah, what, what will, were your thoughts before the season? I mean, my thoughts for the season was, I will say like, you know, a year ago when they, you know, Davis Mills last second throws a <laughs> touchdown pass 
against the Colts and they win. And literally every person that was a Texas fan was like throwing their furniture around. So we just lost <laughs> the first pick of the draft. Now we have right. to get the second pick. And little <laughs> did we know, shut my mouth, <laughs> that, that actually yeah. was going to work out for the best. And then when they were interviewing coaches again, and if you all recall, the Texans had just had coach after coach after coach, just one year and one and done. And D'Amico Rhines was someone I loved him as a player. Like mm -hmm. he was just like one of the ultimate leaders on the team. Could not have loved him more. And so for him to get that opportunity. And I also love that we have a head coach that looks like he could put pads on and go right in the game at any point if he mm -hmm. needed to. <laughs> like the dude is just still jacked, tip top shape. But he has fired this entire team up in between like him and CJ Stroud, who is one of like the most level-headed, calm QBs I've seen. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like his, just his maturity for being a rookie is, you know, just off the charts. And like, I could not be happier for this team. I truly yeah, could he not. Doesn't even, have, he doesn't have that vibe of like that type A personality, which is jarring from a QB. Mm -hmm, He's just mm -hmm. so laid back and soft-spoken as yeah. well yeah it, it it's something to behold and i do we were just talking to daniel jeremiah on move the sticks about that i uh, about cj stroud falling to them instead of you know if, if, if lovey doesn't make that you know they don't score that touchdown obviously the texans have bryce young right. instead of cj stroud it, it really does speak to what i say or do they do you think that they still take cj stroud no matter what no i think they would have taken bryce you do Oh, yeah. I if do. they would have had the number really one, they definitely would have taken, taken Bryce Young. Yeah. Right? Don't you think so, Jenny? They definitely would have I taken fully, Bryce I 100% think that that's what they would have done. I really do. Wow. But so, like for them to, you know, to stay and trade up and get Will Anderson, too, which I think also made a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. This this huge difference, because that Texans defense was something to behold over the, this weekend. Yeah. It was, I mean, it, and also to like look at looking at the way that CJ Stroud is and when he had to be out for two games, a crucial mm -hmm. game, my all time overall NFL player who I would put on any team ever is Case Keenum. He's literally yeah. played for, I think every team in the NFL <laughs> and he came in and won a game, but Case and was, Bulldogs, he's been, he's old too. He's been on, on every NFL team. Even yeah, if they're but defunct. he is clutch, just clutch. Like he doesn't matter. Like somebody gets hurt. He's always there to step up, but he was talking to, I think he was talking to Peyton and Eli on that Monday night football on ESPN too. And he was talking about CJ Stroud in that way, just saying like that guy was something special. Like he could just see it. There was something that was completely different coming from CJ Stroud and this is Case Keenum saying it. I'm like, okay. Don't you feel like, I feel like this is something I've said a, a million times. I would rather be, if I were in the Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans boat last year at the draft, I'd rather be in the Texans spot, which is like, whichever one they don't take, mm -hmm. I'll take. Because right. the pressure of like getting it right, if you're the yeah. Carolina Panthers and you choose wrong, well, yeah. then now you're staying for the rest of your career as a personnel evaluator. Like if you're, I, I am not wired to be like, yes, yes. I wish yeah. to make that call. Like, no, no. Well, we no. can't blame me if it doesn't work out. Page was the other guy. <laughs> that is a really good point. That is a really good point. But like, how does it feel? 
because I felt like this whole last weekend was full of revenge games. It was it was such great oh. television. Oh, watching but like Deshaun Watson have to sit there. I was like, he showed up more in Houston than he did the whole 2021 season. <laughs> he spent more time that one game in NRG Stadium than he had when he set out that whole season. Was you know out of spite, just set of mm-hmm. being, Boy, that is, you know. I, I think people don't want to go real hard on, on on that ugly situation when there are nice stories available. Obviously, NFL yeah. partners, the network partners want to talk about like even CJ's drought, a neat story. And mm-hmm. Joe Flacco, who could have fig- fi- figured this one coming out? They don't want to be like pretty weird that they that that uh, the bum who was on his couch a month ago is better than the guy they're paying two hundred and thirty million dollars to. That's the conversation. <laughs> and going forward now that they're out. Really, what do they do? I'm waiting to hear. I'm waiting to open my laptop one day and see like, oh, the Browns cut bait with Deshaun Watson. That's what yeah. they should do. Do you see, like they I, I have zero doubt, obviously, that Jimmy Haslam and Andrew Barry, if they had it to do over again, would not have done that. And what's further, they would have kept Baker Mayfield. What about right. that, uh, Jenny? Baker. Okay, Baker Mayfield. I have plenty to say about him. I've followed his career since he was in high school. I was going to say like, Arlington's own. Yeah, and he was from Austin. He played for Texas Tech when he checked. Like, he's walked onto these teams. Everything that he's done, I mean, the dude is just scrappy as shit. So fun to watch. Like, I think he's one of the most fun players to watch. And he goes to Cleveland after, you know, first pick, good for him, well-deserved. That team was, what were they? They didn't win a game this season before. Junk. They purposely they <laughs> purposely went 0-16. You yeah. get the first overall pick and it didn't right. exactly work out. Right. It, but Baker went in there and embraced the whole city of Cleveland. And like he, he took him to, you know, finally got him to the playoffs. And then they were like, oh, we can get this guy and pay him the most <laughs> that any player has ever made in the NFL. Guaranteed. Sorry, bye. And Baker's like, what are you seriously? Like, what kind of. Like, I don't, I, ca- I couldn't wrap my head around what type of example that shows to people. <laughs> like, hey, you bust your butt, you try your best. But because Baker's done this his whole career walking on. You're exactly right. And don't don't forget the important chapter, too, that after beating the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh in a playoff game, you're the Cleveland Browns, you understand. Right. This is not a rivalry. One side right. always shames you. You go right. into Pittsburgh and beat them in a game that matters. And your Ooh. reaction is a year later is like, yeah, we can do better than that guy. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you wind up being the Cleveland Browns forever. And you deserve what you get. You do this to yourself. This is not yeah. like, well, the gods are against us. No, no. This is yeah. all about you, Cleveland. And I do think the other side of it is, though, that Baker Mayfield has been beaten up by the Cleveland Browns, but by pro football in general. And yeah, he's a millionaire and so is Jared Goff, a millionaire, but he got the crap kicked out of him on his way out of Los Angeles and sent up to Siberia, AKA Detroit, which is like, poor guy (laughs) used to be the Lions QB on that poor sap. And now they're both Mm -hmm. very likable, aren't they? They're much more likable than they were five years ago. How say you, Start with Tiana. Let's. I, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on the likability factor of these two guys, who both, unless uh, from my eyes, were 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 cre- or they, they were so cocky. How could you possibly like them, right? I think it's like I, I think it, the only way to have a redemption story is to get benched and then 
prove everybody wrong. Like nobody just, you're, you know, nobody's cheering for Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like when you're at the top, it's, it's like no fun, but it's when you get cast out and get thrown at the bottom. And listen, I hated Baker Mayfield because when we played against Oklahoma, when Georgia played Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl, right. I'm like him and his stupid <laughs> headband and he's dancing in my end zone and our players are warming up and he's dancing around, listening to his headphones. It's so disrespectful. And then we beat him in the Rose Bowl and I'm like, ha. And then he gets picked first. And I'm like, what? This loser? Nobody even, I don't even like this guy. And then, and then the more I hear him talk and then I see him on hard knocks and then I see his stupid commercials and he's sitting in a stadium and I'm like, do I like Baker Mayfield? I cannot like Baker, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Uh, this is the guy I hate. And then all of a sudden I start like the more and more he gets crapped on and on and thrown away. I'm like, no, you're wrong. It's kind of like, how, uh, like I always hated Derek Jeter until, um, A-Rod came to the Yankees and then they were like, Oh, A-Rod might be the captain. I'm like, what? This guy's literally named the captain. You know, like I'm like so mad. And, and like, I think it takes like, it takes moments of defeat like that in order to have a redemption story. And I think it's the same. I think it's the same for Baker. I think with golf, it's very similar because he didn't look like, like a genius on hard knocks, you know, (laughs) him out to be this like incredible leader, but he was also young and like these guys have to grow and learn. And like, that's part of the learning curve as a quarterback. And, and I really feel for these quarterbacks. That just he felt like a, he felt like he felt like the NFL quarterback equivalent of a trust fund baby, right? Like he had the 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 golden boy, the flaxen hair, and he's yeah. from California, and he has yeah. a yeah. live arm and everything. But and then you like, take this is also the... easy for you. You don't you, you right. don't seem stressed by any of it, and I don't care for it. And they went, you know, they go to the Super Bowl, and right. like it doesn't feel like it was him that took them to the Super Bowl, right? It, it, and so you know. Like then they win as soon as he leaves, uh, you know, goes to Detroit, you know? So for me, this is like, he needed this redemption and like, this was the one game he needed to win. And I feel like obviously he wants to win a Super Bowl, but as long as he won, Jared Goff won that game against the Rams at home in Detroit, he was like Stafford might've taken the Rams to the Super Bowl, but he didn't win a playoff game in Detroit. And I have, and and now he never has to buy a beer. Like he never has to pay for anything in that city for the rest of his life. I mean, that's, Kind of all you want in sport. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full the word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after 
qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jenny, I want you to guide us now. You're the one <laughs> with an actual stake as these playoffs move. Only eight teams are left. I know. Make I a can't. case because, because you know, Tiana gets at it. No one was rooting <laughs> for Tom Brady outside of Foxborough. No one's root. I mean, like, I guess Brock Purdy. Like, okay, that's the case for the Niners. Brock Purdy is like Mr. Irrelevant and scrap heap guy. This is Tom Brady 2.0 potentially if he runs the table. So I think there's some charm to that story, but make the case, I guess, starting with your team, but who should we, the objective fan be rooting for going forward here and make the case for the Texans. The, for, for, I mean, for the Texans, it's, you know, I mean, this is a team when we were talking earlier about getting that first pick, the Texans have had the number one draft pick quite a bit, which doesn't say a lot <laughs> for how many the teams have been, you know, in existence since 2002. And we have had the number one draft pick kind of a bit, a little excessively, but when the team has worked, you know, and this is back in the, you know, like, you know, when you, we've got Arian Foster and JJ Watt, you've got Matt Schaub when they were all clicking, that was working. But looking at this team now and for I had, I'll be honest, like I want to support my teams, but after the draft, I'm like, I'm going to, you know, watch all my, watch all the games. I'm going to be supportive. However, I was not expecting them to win games this season. Yeah, we'll see you in 24, 25 when you guys ripen a little bit, but you know, there's going to be some ugly football between now and then. This is remarkable, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you know, it's a restart. You know, that takes, you know two, three years at best, you know, and I'm like, and we've already had two, three years of mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Let's try Yeah, it kind and of then, balances, right. Yeah, you, the, the lost years were the Deshaun years, right, basically. Yeah, now yeah. you've come through clean on the other side. Yeah, that's interesting. And then you, and with, and with Davis Mills, bless his heart, trying his best out there, but Davis Mills was the, you know, QB out of Stanford that comes to the Texans. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, the, I mean, it was Mr. I read books. (laughs) Yeah, look at old 
smarty pants over here. Wait, I thought that was Aaron Rodgers' thing. Like, did you hear him last week bragging about reading books? He oh, not, yeah, Daniel everybody, Posh has a great uh, podcast. By the way, somebody the sent way. me that. Somebody, I said yeah. something about that on social media. Oh, oh, you I must read have. books. I read books. I'm like, well, you, know, you know what? When I pee, I wipe front to back. So it's like the same thing, right? It's moron. Oh, and I've been reading. I've been able to read since I was like five or eight years old. Everybody. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. I wonder if he can write in cursive, too. That'd be real impressive to see. Let's check that out. Multiplication like, tables up to eight. Knows them all the way. All My heart. <laughs> but so it's just like exciting how like the city is so pumped. Because for years, I mean, it feels like for years, if you were at NRG Stadium for a game, first off, it's never sold out. Now it finally, you know, the city is finally going, okay. I, I knew people that were just offloading their season tickets. They didn't want any part of what had been, you know, this team that's being run into the ground. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, they're winning. You look in the stands and everyone's wearing a, you know, a J.J. Watt jersey. And he plays for the Cardinals at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like somebody, everyone's still wearing their old, you know, DeAndre Hopkins jerseys and old Aaron Foster's jerseys and Andre Johnson. And then all of a sudden, you look in the stadium, it's packed. And you see that number seven on everyone. Mm-hmm. You see like Tank Bell's jersey, Anderson, like. Now yeah. we have these players. Like, it's so fun. It's so exciting to actually have I this I love excitement. that subject as a side note, not to derail it, but Tiana, like, because I, I do think that there is, it sounds snobby or whatever, like, what, should we just not exist? Should we not try for the first 10 years of our franchise's existence? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's unsatisfying to me who is steeped in decades and decades and generations and generations of rooting for the same teams like my forefathers and paying it forward to my children. All of that, it feels more important to me and to people in Boston and New York City and Chicago and Detroit and those towns than it does in teams that haven't that that didn't exist in 1985, you know? What right. is the most popular jersey? Cause like, it's a cool thing when you go to a Steelers game, like, Oh, there's a Jack Lambert Jersey and there's a Lynn Swan and there's a Dirk yeah. Winston and the deep dive guys. What is, if you go to a Falcons game, what's the most popular Jersey? I have a guess of what it is. I'm probably Julio I, Jones. Oh, really? I was going to say Vic. Oh, okay. Hey, who oh, I was going to go. I was going to go Andre Risen. Young Lake who I think is the number one. No, uh, <laughs> that's just my friend oh. Jason always loves that yeah no I think that's probably Julio Jones and then yeah like yeah Deion Sanders Andre Ryan, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamal Anderson I have I have a question for y'all because mm-hmm. like through this whole season the one thing that when <laughs> when I admit that this chat my <laughs> more than it ever should have <laughs> but I want y'all's opinion when I watched the Texans play the Titans and they wore Houston Oilers jersey. Oh. I, when I play, I wanted to throw up. I was like, <laughs> this is the most offensive. And I'm sitting here like in my satin Houston Oilers starter jacket. Like how? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't y'all agree that that was, yes, the team moved to Tennessee, but they don't get the Oilers jerseys. Yeah, you do, you ask him, you looking at me, Dave? Like, uh, well, I'm you know, I have thoughts on uniforms. You know, I'm going to weigh in on this. Do you have any? Way on, on big wear. Let's do it. outrageous, Jenny Johnson. <laughs> I thought it was gross. Art <laughs> Bell 
who is as loathsome a character as pro football, nay, all of organized sports has seen in the last century, at least he had the good sense when he moved the Cleveland Browns out of Cleveland. At least he rebranded them and left the city the name Browns. Now, that's a can of worms, and it's a little bit sad that Browns fans pretend that they don't know that that's true. And in fact, and same thing with Baltimore football fans. Who, hey, great news for you, Baltimore. About uh, about thirty years or so ago, yes, forty years ago, a rich old guy was like, "I'm getting out of this town and I'm moving to Indianapolis." That's a slap in the face. Baltimore? No, no, we'd rather live in Indiana. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and uh, okay, that hurts your feelings. But then another rich old man goes, oh, you have an open stadium? Well, we'll move in there for a little while. What a flattering move that was for your city, Charm City. Congratulations, Ravens. Enjoy the Texans this weekend. But yeah, I think that um, the, uh, uh, the, the idea that you divorce, you chose to divorce the city. You dumped mm-hmm. her, right? You broke up with her. It wasn't like, eh, we just weren't getting along. No, no. You dumped her and moved to Tennessee. Now you still want to call her up and ask her what's up? Hey, you up? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. You don't get to play that game, yeah. right? It's I, 100%. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I'm watching this game, and I'm like, just spitting fire. I was like, I, I should probably turn it off and go for a walk. Mm. Maybe just <laughs> clear. Like, this is uh, just... I think about like being at the Astrodome as a kid with my parents watching the or like love you blue just decked out in baby blue and how are, is the Houston team <laughs> like they should have gotten the throwback uniforms. Yes, they yeah. should have. But also yeah. what they should do is and I think this is available to them. I don't know if the league would get in the way. Here's the move and you need to get in the ear of D'Amico, Jenny, as soon as All we right. hang up here. I'll do it. Don't even <laughs> kid yourself. I know he's working on Ravens tape right now, but as soon as that's over with, yeah, okay. what they need to do is design the Houston Oilers uniforms exactly and start wearing them. And the next time they play the Titans, they should wear those same uniforms and then they can play each other in the same uniforms. And then the winner <laughs> gets to keep them for all of time, because I think both franchises now would acknowledge, what are we doing? The powder blue, yeah. red and white is we ain't beating this. So let them play free to play for it. And the winner gets to keep it forever. And that's it. Then, then, then the 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 hash is settled. No more. I think, I, th- I think we already played those games, and we should have. That already happened. We beat them. Yeah, <laughs> that should have been the end of it. It's like every t- Titans player having to take off their helmet and hand it to another Texans player, and then walk away with their head hung down. <laughs> and that should have been how that game went. Here's the thing, uh, Jenny. What the <laughs> thing I think is weird about the city of Houston, Texas, which, by the way, is underrated i think it has great mm-hmm. food it is an international town oh. it has it has so many uh populations that immigrate from all over the big blue marble and in you know a lot of people from nola 15 20 years ago made their way over but i mean it's an international city with delicious food and everything else what's weird to me is it's the third biggest city in america and you guys work the road and tiana you've been there i'm sure doing gigs and stuff but like do you have a When I think of Chicago, there are certain images that come to mind and San Francisco and New Orleans. I have no mental image of Houston. It's weird. And I think that applies to the Houston Texans, too. We all know C.J. Stroud. We all know D'Amico Ryans. But I think self-proclaimed 
NFL diehards would struggle to name five guys on the Texans. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they're still coming up, you know? Like, right. yeah. I think people really like, I love football. I love everything about right. it. And I can tell you everything about it. Like, okay, name six guys on the Texans. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's like when you see a, you know, when you see a six-year-old wearing a Metallica t-shirt from Target and somebody's like, name three songs. <laughs> right, exactly. Is Matt Schaub still there? David Carr, he's gone, right? He retired. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, it would really be a struggle. Um, well, good Rock times. Osweiler. I'll tell you this. What's that? Wasn't Brock Osweiler on that team? Oh yeah. Yeah, he, they uh, the Texans threw um, an obscene amount of money at him because you know, like the Broncos were doing insanely well, and then he just jumps on board with a really great team, and they're mm-hmm. like, he's amazing. He's six foot seven. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is so Andy. much money, and then he didn't. You know, I have. Go ahead, Sarah. I have my own. Uh, image of Houston because that's where the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl was. Right. So mm-hmm. that's my memory of Houston, and then like crying in the bathroom uh, d- when it went to overtime, and then being told by an usher that I can't go back to my seat because <laughs> I didn't sit there. And I, because I was sitting on the end instead of like oh. walking to the middle, and she goes, "You can't sit there." I go, "The game's over. Like, who cares?" And she's like, "You cannot sit there. You have to." And I go. Why you just nah. why don't you just calm down? Like who cares? The game's <sighs> over. Like I don't even like I'm not I'm crying. Moving. I'm not <laughs> moving. And she's like, you need to calm down. It's just a game. And I'm like, oh, did you just tell me the Super Bowl was just a game? Like I was like, I know you live in Houston and this is never gonna happen to you, but this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> and I'm now sorry. by the way, I'm sorry, we have to, I, I'm sorry, I we have to, to go apologize. back. Hang on, Sarah, I want to apologize on behalf of that woman. That is not the way that you some people represent themselves. It is never just a game. It's <laughs> Super Bowl. And you're teary-eyed trying to go back to your seat. That is a shame. You're, you're in the toilet. Here. You're in the public toilet, and you're getting berated there. <laughs> Much like you berated uh, a child at Disneyland once. No, it wasn't um, in the by the way, I, was... I got berated. It was at the – I went back to my seat, but instead of going into the middle all the way to my seat, I just sat on the end of the row. Oh, I see. Yeah. I like it better if you're in the toilet because then you could have like, you you could have gone to the nearest garbage can, and pulled the lid off, and started banging on it. You're from Houston. You dig this kind of celebrating, right? Yeah. Bang, 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 right? Bing Troll bang. them a little bit. What about that, Jenny? Uh, last thought. What about that? Oh, last thought. You're gonna leave me on this one? Well, no. Okay. I'm curious what you think about. You know, as I always say what about I, what Cleveland. I think about it, I yeah. I well, I think about like Browns fans as a, for instance, you're not, re- you're not responsible to explain and justify poor decision makings by management and ownership. If they signed Deshaun yeah. Watson, you're allowed to be like, I root for this team. And I think this is a terrible thing that they've just done. So is it, was it weird for you to be catching shrapnel on the Astros? Like, I'm just, I've been rooting for him since I was a little child going, yes, my, going it, with my old man to games. And now I have to be embarrassed to be rooting for right. the team on the World Series. So now you get like to root for the Texans who feel good. Does that feel nice for you as a sports fan? It really does feel nice. And, and like even with the Astros, I will say like a lot of people are like, they're cheaters. And I'm like, yeah, they did. And you know how like horrific that was for me as a lifelong yeah. fan? That was the first Super Bowl. Like my dad had passed away. And when they won, I was like at my house sobbing because they won you know like oh my god i can't believe the astros have won you know the world series or 
Oh my God. And then to find out that it wasn't on the up and up, like now every person who puts on an Astros uniform is now a cheater. It doesn't, if you look at the team now, there's like two people left on that team from 2017. Can I just say something about this? Because I, first of all, I was like pretty, uh, you know, like upset as just like a huge baseball fan. But I, think I know we talked about it. We were texting. The about bigger it. problem is that, like, I don't really consider them cheaters. Like the way that, like, we're we're talking about Michigan right now. Like, I don't really because what Houston did was not in the rule book. Like, it wasn't against the rules. Just the same way that the steroid era, like steroids, weren't against the rules. So, how can you punish people for doing something that wasn't in? That wasn't that wasn't outlined as a rule. Now it's a rule because they figured out a way around the rules. And like somehow we commend Bill Belichick whenever he does things like, oh, I figured out a loophole in the rule book. And then they have to amend it at the at at the meetings, you know, and it's like, I mean, that's that's like the essence of sports is like trying to find a loophole to give your team an advantage. I think the way that people reacted to the scandal was was more was more problematic where it's yeah. like oh, all of a sudden you're, you're just like blaming all these like, hot you're gonna get eddie spaghetti hot under the collar there, <laughs> oh, but thinking that somehow your team deserves the world series and i'm talking about dodgers fans like it's not about you it's about the it's about players and and pitchers that got sent to the minors and relegated because these guys were using an advantage and using sign stealing to their advantage. And like now pitchers can't come back from that. It's about the pitchers. It's not about the teams. And by the way, the Dodgers had home field advantage in that world series. And if Houston was only, they only cheated at home. And so quote unquote cheated at home. So the Dodgers should, and they, and the Dodgers won a game in Houston. So right. I I disagree. I disagree. One, (laughs) two, I think all the uh, COVID titles count about half, and we don't need to argue about it. That's what is true in our brains. And everybody wants to argue as like, but you know I'm right. Like, you don't count that one the same as you do the other titles that we've all watched. One, two, and three, I'm going to let Eddie Spaghetti talk here because I think you're because he's mad. I can almost more feel him boiling, and we don't even know each other, but I can feel his anger. Oh, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about anything. <laughs> You're not mad about the Astros? I oh, mean, you are mad. Then. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm mad about the Astros, but like nothing else. I could, I mean, uh, all all teams have cheated in one form or another. But I, I mean, it's what Sarah said's correct. Like it wasn't in like steroids are not in the rule book, and what the Astros did was not in the rule book. Do I think steroids are as bad as what the Astros did? Absolutely not. Um, do I think what Michigan did is as bad as what the Astros did? Also not true. But um, you know, they were punished, and what can I do about it? Well, but what what happened to you? On one hand, you did take shots. You did take shots that this is the worst of all the cheating scandals. One, it is. But on the other hand, I've heard you go on and on. What were you afraid you're going to offend Jenny Johnson? There, you're right. They're not going to take the title away from her. You're mad as a Yankee. I'm mad, and and we collectively baseball fans pooped on Astros fans for a number of years, and and they still get booed anytime they walk into you know parks that matter, but. Um, it's just like, 
it just falls on deaf ears now. Everyone knows. Everyone's like, yep, yeah, don't like the Astros. They cheated. And it's like just right. time, time time heals all, which is unfortunate. Yeah, then right? they win a World Series a couple, you know, two years yeah, they, ago. Yeah, in 2022, and then, we won legally. And yet yeah. still people are like, cheaters, cheaters. I'm like, look at the team. Look who was on the team. It, what gets me is when they're like, oh, George Springer, he's been, you know, they traded him to the, uh, you know, Toronto Blue Jays. And then the whole city of Toronto is like, welcome, George. Get on over here, buddy. And scratching his head. Like, every person that leaves Houston and goes to another team, everyone just forgets the. I think, yes. I think we want to move on. I think, like, once the hash is settled, as in the title. I don't know. I, I do think, I disagree with you, Tiana, that it's like, ah, oh, Belichick is, is genuflected to. Kinda, but I think everybody will forever, as I always say, will remember those Patriots with a stain over them for the yeah. repeated cheating scandals. And and I just hope for the fans like Jenny Johnson that those memories are, I know this is saccharine, but still like the memories are pure with you and the, your old man. And who gives a crap what somebody in LA or in uh, Florida thinks about any of it. But yes, the Astros carry around the stain of that, but the Texans do not. So we wish you well. Yeah, in, you know, I, I will say, can I ask, add one more thing, please? Yes. Is that what I don't get is how A.J. Hinch, you know, set out for a year and then went to the Detroit Tigers. And then Alex Cora, who, as mm-hmm. everyone has said, was the ringleader of mm-hmm. this cheating thing, just skippity-doos to Boston. Mm-hmm. And no one's, you know, like everyone in Houston is taking the brunt of his genius idea. And he has no, like, AJ's just doing his thing. Alex is doing his thing. And everyone mm-hmm. in, you know, like Houston gets the because And I, as a fan, I know when I post things like, you know, go Strohs, they won the World Series in 2022. And, and then all my comments are like, Mm-hmm. cheaters mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> you know like you can't get away from it yeah it but you guys got the, yeah but you guys got the last laugh because detroit tigers aren't going anywhere and the red sox are right there with them they're going to be at the like they can't do anything and can i also say that the astros only use technology to steal steins at home like i've said and they won 57 yeah. games on the road that year right what was it 2018 so like Best team in baseball, in my opinion, probably didn't even have to do that. Um, that exactly. That exactly. That that was a big problem for me. Too. They didn't need I, to do it. Yeah, they didn't even need to do it. That's. I think to me, that's the crux of it. Is like they were so good, they didn't even have to do that. Right. Right, and I think that's why Barry Bonds gets taken to task more right. than other guys do. If you're a fringy major leaguer and you're juicing to make an extra fifty million dollars and set your family up for the next century with generational wealth. That's one thing you're already the best player in baseball, but you have an ego and Sammy Sosa is getting too much love for, in 98. So you start juicing to offset that. That's a weirder thing to be like, yeah, you get him, Barry. Um, <laughs> I think also Tiana, I agree with you. I think the part of the human condition is okay. The hash is settled. And then it becomes more, the reaction gets ugly versus the, the crime that people are obsessing over. Like mm-hmm. as a, for instance, like, the NCAA, you took Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy. Uh, does that invalidate? Yo, anybody, that was anybody absolute. Like, well, Reggie Bush, when you mention him, he's not the Heisman winner that year. It's now, I don't even know. Did they give it to somebody else or is it just vacated? No, they just Either took way, it no. away. But it's like a house doesn't make you run faster. It? A house doesn't yeah. make you run faster. Like, obviously, 
stealing signs and concocting something will could help. There's no proof that it's like super, you know, like seeing the ball yeah. coming. It's still really hard to hit a fastball, but whatever you, you, if you know, it's a fastball versus a curve, that is, that is very yeah. beneficial <laughs> in baseball. I don't know in Michigan how well stealing, stealing signals and, and taping other people's practices. Could it have helped? Could it not have helped? And everyone's like, oh, what about these poor Michigan students? Like, we're not, think about them. And I'm like, what about the kids on the other teams? Why, why is it only the kids on Michigan's team that we care about? So like, that, <laughs> my, my issue is that like, it, we don't really truly know what the advantage is. Like, because uh, all we, all we know is hindsight and we go, well, they won the world series. So clearly it was a huge advantage. Well, Barry Bronze broke the home run record. So clearly it's a, you know, advantage yeah. well Michigan can't win the playoffs when they're stealing signs so clearly stealing signs is an advantage it's, like we don't really know the thing that I keep coming back around to is like oh well they're gonna call roughing the passer in that spot every time like my problem <laughs> ongoing is the inconsistency of the application yeah. of laws m moral yeah. or otherwise like they're like some guys just get a pass like well yeah but that's who he is other guys it follows them the, their entire career and then post-career and everything else. It's that inconsistency that I can't really make sense of. But anyhow, listen, Jenny Johnson, what a treat. Tiana said you would be. You are a delight. We love getting to keep it with somebody on the edge of another big football game since no one else on this show is going to be watching a big-time football game involving their team. Anytime soon, <laughs> enjoy it. Do me a favor. Go get them Ravens, would you? Please, please eliminate the Ravens. That would make me happy. Oh, it would make me tickled to shit. I would be thrilled. I'm going to be decked out and all my. <laughs> I am stoked. I am so pumped. Okay, go put on your. Go put on your. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Uh, ooh, Tom Savage jersey. I just summoned another quarterback from oh, Texans. Lord, go throw that one on and root him home. Um, and uh, you dug that one up, right. and um, <laughs> make sure you're checking out Jenny Johnson, a very fine podcast, a very fine idea for a podcast. I love it. Just uh, in the description, doing it with Dan and Jenny. You guys watch old movies back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, no, this is Danny Zucker, who's a super funny. He was a like executive producer on Modern Family. I know it's him. A, I, I don't know him, but I, I I didn't know it was him. But yeah, hysterical. Yeah, so all we do person. is talk about comedy on our podcast. And so this is fun for me to get to talk about sports. I never get to do that. Ironic. <laughs> More fun talking about sports than funny stuff. Hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good luck this weekend, Jenny. Good luck. Thanks, Go get him. All right. Do it hey, for oh, America. Tiana, are you going to uh -huh. be at the comedy store tonight? Oh, no, not tonight. I'll be there Saturday night in the main room. Sorry. All right. How dare you? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be there tonight. I don't know when this podcast comes on, but if you want to see me. It'll be out on, uh, it'll be out on Wednesday. And uh, if you happen to be at the uh, at the comedy store, go check her out. Oh, Tiana. Ooh, fancy pants. Saturday night game. All right. <laughs> Whoa. Look at them both out yeah. there. Uh, Jenny Johnson, we appreciate you joining. And now a quick break. Before we wrap up, a quick look back at a couple of things I wanted to get your reaction to here. First of all, I was vexed as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't like there was a once in a decade, you know, ice storm in Phoenix, Arizona. I can imagine that <laughs> paralyzing a part, you know, certain parts of the country. Western New York, 
it's snowy mm-hmm. and cold. We have to <laughs> delay the game. Like who did who did that favor? The the cold and snow. Who would that have favored? Do you suppose the steel? I don't think snow? it's like a. I don't think it's to favor the players. I think it's to ensure the safety of the people coming to the game. Fair. They they were on a. They were <laughs> they couldn't leave their house. They were like banned from leaving their house. There was like a shelter in place order. Yeah, where's Hockley, the governor? She's a governor of New York. She wanted the <laughs> Buffalo, New York team to win that game. I thought it stunk. What did you think about the snow, though? <laughs> I didn't like did it. I, think about- I didn't, I didn't <laughs> care, boy. And I told you, I, I said to everybody who would listen that the Pittsburgh Steelers absolutely have a shot going in there. Oh, but the, uh, Josh Allen and they don't have T.J. Watt? It's going to be tough. It's unlikely they're going to win, but they definitely have a shot. I feel validated. And the people who now, after seeing the game, who are still tweeting at me like, you think your team ever had a shot in that game? Like, well, in the second half, when they were down (laughs) a touchdown and the Bills were going for it on fourth and one from their side of the field, and Josh Allen barely was able to crowd surf over the edge to get that first down, in that moment, yeah, as it happens, I thought the Steelers had a shot in the game. Yeah, so I thought that was, uh, I think people are acting like weird. Why is the number one thing people want to do, Tiana, these days is try to hurt your feelings. It's, you're not going to hurt my feelings on Twitter by being mean about, your team never had a chance, just accept it. They suck. You have Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. Deal with it. It's like, okay, you're not going to hurt my feelings, other grown-up, but I can tell <laughs> that you're trying to do that. I can tell that, like, What's behind that, weirdo? I mean, like, the whole point of sports is to, like, hate on other teams. Like, that's that's the whole point of being a sports fan. You don't yes. – you're not a yeah. sports fan so that you can be like, oh, you know what? I just I just love everything <gasps> the Jets do. I just – I'm not a fan of them, but I just – I really respect that. Like, I think – I think, you know, I, I was more uh, – I was happy that they moved the game because I want to see – Bills fans come to the game in all their glory and really get to embrace a home game. And I didn't feel like if it had been during the snowstorm that we would really get to see them come out to the game. Like snow doesn't obviously doesn't bother me in a game. I do think that every team should play in a dome, but that's me. But I think, you know, that (laughs) I think it was fun to see how everybody came out and shoveled the field. I think that was awesome. And then they said, (laughs) Slave labor. Well, I don't want to say that. That's, I mean, yeah, that is like that. the whole fan base getting together and being like, "We are coming to this game," you know. And like, oh my god, I thought that I was like, such a sucker move. Hey, uh, we'll, we'll give you a hot cocoa. You get to be in the stadium, <laughs> not for the game. Obviously, we're not going to let you stay around they for the got game. To, they got to shovel the snow. Who doesn't? Want? I I would if I loved my team uh, that much. I'd come out and shovel the field, like whatever it takes to help my team win, to feel like I had a part in them winning. You know, they couldn't have done that without me. What That's a how dork. I, take I didn't know Tiana was such a dork until this minute. Would love to <laughs> shovel I... snow for the glory of her favorite team. No, thank you. I'll do a lot of this stuff. I wouldn't do that. This is coming from a girl that lived in humidity and I rarely ever saw snow. So maybe it's just no. me being like, snow could no, be fun. It's not, it's not you. I grew up in humidity and at least we all had domes in retractable stadiums. <laughs> like yeah. in Houston. <laughs> 
If it's 100 degrees, should we, 100% should we keep humidity. it down? Should we keep it down too in the stadiums then? Because the, all that noise can distract. Oh my you god, guys. you are such you are you are you are you are you are being such a a little bee about this. Like, what? no, I'm because, not. You like, are. What are you talking oh, no. about? You're not allowed to be outside for a football game. That's how no. all the games have been played. No, I mean, I, I'm just being like ridiculous by saying that all teams should have, should all games should be oh. in a dome. Obviously, I don't really care about the elements. No, but, like, it should be a retractable stadium. Yeah, I like an open air stadium with the option yeah. of it being a dome for circumstances yeah. like this. But like, I don't even know if a dome would have allowed people to come to that game anyway, because again, they couldn't get there. But I, what my point in wanting to talk about this was saying that I loved that the Bills for, for most of the stadium said, you can just sit wherever you want. There's no assigned seats for most of the game. And I love that. I wish that was, you know, you know, obviously you can't do that all the time, but for circumstances like that, I thought it made it really fun. And like, Hey, if yeah. you're willing to come out and make the trek and put yourself in danger, here's your reward. <laughs> I think, right. If there was some obligation that you have to shovel in order to be at the game, then I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> but then they're like, thanks for shoveling. Get out. Like, 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 no. You think you get to stay? Beat it's it. It's two days. Come on. <laughs> I would do that. I, I, but I am Here's a rally you. towel. <laughs> that's, by the way, that's $5. We're, we're giving you a yeah. cut rate deal on that. You're usually $6. Um, the, um, yeah, listen. I, I I get where you're coming from. That would be great. Spiritually, I've said it many times. There should be a quiz required to get into the Super Bowl. These corporate types sucking up tickets, yeah. a once-in-a-lifetime dream. What if the Texans get to the Super Bowl and Jenny wants to go, but it's like, well, uh, the uh, the Swanson's uh, uh, executives have tickets, and so we're sorry. We don't like that. that that's what ruins the Super Bowl. Is, I do is kind of so I agree with respect that. that because, like, we have Rams season tickets, and it's really hard for us to go to the game. So we tend to sell our tickets a lot and I feel bad, but it's just, you know, with a toddler, it's really hard to get out, go to the game. It's a six hour day. It's expensive to try to get a sitter to get down there on a Sunday. Then you're also missing all of the other football right. games that day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Chris works in sports. He has to watch those. But like, if you do not go to a certain percentage of the Rams games, you don't get to in, like get a better seat the next year. You know how like, when you have season tickets, you can get a closer seat or you can buy right. one that's better every year. And they won't let you do that if you haven't gone to a certain percentage of the games. And I think wow. that rewards through fans. Wow. And I think that that's really important. Um, you know, I, I, obviously I'm bummed because I do want better seats, but I'm like, no, no, no. I shouldn't be rewarded if I don't go enough. Um, that is cool. So. I didn't know that that was, I didn't know that they were doing something like that. Good. People who actually like the team and love football. Mm -hmm should get first dibs on the biggest games. Obviously, that's yes. not how society works. Is that how uh, Taylor it. Swift works? Hey, what the <laughs> hell is Taylor? What, what, what the hell is Jenny Johnson still doing? I thought I heard a, a, another female voice laughing in the background there. All right. Let's wrap it up with this before you give me your picks on the divisional round. Okay. Let's wrap it up with the Taylor Swift thing. Do people realize that Eminem got 37 cutaways? in Detroit. And yet the same people, I, I don't hear any noise about that, but I do hear about Taylor Swift. And I do have to sprinkle this thought in here from a Pittsburgh side, million cutaways to Eminem, you know, high end lions fan, million cutaways to Taylor Swift, lover of uh, 
of one chief in particular. Kenny Pickett, the number one, the, the, the first string QB of the Pittsburgh Steelers until he got hurt, zero cutaways in the playoff game. What the hell was that? Wasn't that weird? I don't know if you noticed what? that. Like, no cutaway to like, hey, there's Kenny Pickett. If he hadn't gotten hurt, well, this might be his spot right here. Kenny Pickett didn't but Kenny Pickett off? Sing? Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but sing? if you're watching a football game, that Pickett, was weird. Has Kenny Pickett sold out Madison Square Garden? No. Yeah. I, I get it. That's why I think you should be cutting away to Taylor Swift. Her public whereabouts are news. She's the most famous person on the planet. Of course, they're going to show you that she's there and her reaction to the events. If she is at CVS, she's going to, there, there will be a camera like or someone with a cell phone reporting back to the world. Hey, guess where Taylor Swift is right now? That's what the NFL is going to do too. They obviously. show famous people at the game all the time. They cut to Michael Jordan during the national championship game, like yeah. uh, quite a bit, you know, you know, they yeah. they went during tennis. If like Nadal is playing and Tom Brady is there, they cut to Tom Brady. They cut to the you know the prince of yeah. you know the the royal prince and the royal family several times. They cut to Elton John. Like like they love cutting away to famous people to show like hey guess what like other yeah. people don't. It's not just sports fans that love us. It's all these people. They cut. How about you the know, Chris like, Christie and Jerry Jones hug fest for the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> How about all those? I mean, people do complain about those. So I get it. It's not like this is an isolated thing. But Kurt Warner's wife, I remember that 20, 25 Jessica years Simpson ago now. Jessica Simpson in her pink jersey. Yes, was like always this is an happening. ongoing thing. This is an I don't ongoing think thing. Hey, people honestly, just don't I like who's ever at the top of the mountain. Is that what it is? It's the same thing. Like, people don't like the Yankees one. because they're the number one. So that's always the thing, right? Is that it? She's oh, when Derek Jeter was dating Minka Kelly. They used to cut away to Minka Kelly all the time. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I watched a lot of those games. Like, I, I think it's it's just natural to to cut to celebrities in the crowd. And like maybe Chiefs fans, this is just something that they're not used to because I think as somebody that lives in Los Angeles and watches Dodgers games or, you know, watches Rams games a lot, like they cut to celebrities in the crowd constantly. And I think, you know, people don't have as big a problem with Eminem because he's been a diehard Lions fan his whole life. He's from Detroit. Like, and Andy Taylor Swift is a new Chiefs fan. Like I, she okay, hasn't yeah. loved the Chiefs, and and I think people in football really get mad at her because she grew up in Philadelphia. So Eagles fans are always like, "Why is she like?" You know, her dad was an Eagles fan, so I think that's where it yeah. goes because from. she's dating well, I, a superstar pretty, on the Chiefs. That's why everybody. <laughs> that's why. I'm pretty sure that people like if you were from a foreign country and you watched a Longhorn game, you would think that the. Texas Longhorns head coach was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just on the sideline, just pumping the players up, giving them plays and plays. There they are, the LA Kings owners, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. There they are once again. <laughs> yeah. Another cutaway there. Watch, we have to show them. When you watch Kings games, there's a lot of Will Ferrell. There's a lot of Stone Street. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, like lots of. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah that's exactly mm -hmm. right. Um, all right, let's wrap it up here, Tiana. I'm going to withhold my divisional round picks. There are only four games, and I'm going to save those for the 15-minute pregame show that uh, Hench Spaghetti and I will provide for you right around midnight, Thursday night, Friday morning. Look for it on YouTube, and it'll be out on Twitter as well, streaming. By the way, our best audience ever last week, so uh, so we appreciate you checking it out. Um, but here it is, Sarah Tiana's opportunity <laughs> to tell us who's going to win all the – or you know what? You don't even have to go NFL. I don't know why I'm 
pigeonhole. No, you I will. This you is want. too because I've been wrong on every one of of my picks so far. So you should just do the opposite of what I say. Good, <laughs> because that's probably the best thing to do. But I mean, I'm picking against the spread, right? Yeah. So I'm taking Texans plus nine and a half. Packers <laughs> a lot plus of points. nine and a half. Wow. Bucks plus six and a half. Oh. Bills minus three. So ah, Bill's the only favorite that I'm taking. Okay. Oh boy. Those mm-hmm. are, those are, uh, I mean, you know, 50, 50 propositions, but those feel bold. At least three of those four plays sound pretty bold to me when they, when they hit my ear. And the other thing that hits my ear is, uh, is two point spreads. I mean, b- bouncing back and forth, nine, nine and a half there. Um, I, th- I think if you want to catch one of those teams with a buy, you have a way better shot at doing it when they've had mm-hmm. their feet up for a couple of weeks. So they are the mm-hmm. best team. And the the kryptonite is that rest that you can kind of jump them. If you're the tech, right. the Ravens have been waiting around a lot. So I, I don't think that's a crazy pick. Anyway, um, Tiana is going to be at the comedy store on Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> our guest that you, you heard from earlier, Jenny, there on Wednesday night, both great opportunities to check out, uh, to check out them. I love the, we have to revisit this. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damashek asked me when we were watching uh, the Bills game over the weekend, he's like, has, has a sporting event ever made you cry? Have you ever cried because the team lost? And I said, no, I've never cried, but Tiana mm-hmm. has in the bathroom no. at the mm-hmm. Super Bowl in Houston. Interesting. <laughs> in a weird way, it's all come full circle with Jenny Johnson joining us today. <laughs> um, great times. Um, and, uh, one more time, let me, uh, shout out doing it with Dan and Jenny. Check out that Dan, podcast. Danny, yeah. Danny, it's I'm da- sorry, Danny, Danny, Danny Zucker, Danny. Jenny Johnson, yeah. You should get Eddie Spaghetti on there and watch some classics. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't seen a lot of classics. He'd be a good guest for that one. Oh, um, and by the right. way, I, I tried to tell you, let me oh. plug one more thing. Um, yes. If you're in LA, I have a monthly podcast with my buddy Maddie Fontana and our next monthly show at the, uh, at the Houston, at the Hollywood Improv will be uh, February uh, 22nd. So, here it takes. Go to Thank you. Uh, twenty second. Yes, I believe. Okay, I didn't know if you said seven or second. Sorry, I know my. It's the twenty okay. second. Yeah. Okay. Do, check do that it, out. Sarah. Come on. Yeah. Come back do up. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's done it before. Um, yeah. You, I mean, you you should definitely, you should definitely do that, Tiana. Like, I mean, they need <laughs> some, they need a person. If they need a person to fill in. Like there's like there are other people, yeah. but like you no, it's asking you to do it. So you could do it. Cause she asked you to do it. Nobody yeah. no, no one else Sarah available. Has, Tiana no has one else an is available to do it. She knows that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's glad I'm glad it's that you stand up, Dave. That's it's not like it's not just like a, it's a stand up comedy show at the Hollywood Empire. What just just ramble aimlessly wouldn't wouldn't uh wouldn't now, do you do know what stand up comedy is? <sighs> No, no, I, 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 I'm a guy. I don't know how to do that. It belongs to the Tianas and Johnsons of the world at this point. No. All right, listen. Awesome stuff, Jenny Johnson. Glad you stuck around for the whole show. Sarah, Tiana, Dynamite stuff as always. We'll talk to you in a week to try and make sense of the world of sports for you. Until then, for Tiana, Eddie Spaghetti, and everybody at the Extra Points Network, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. 